Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What it is, this is Tyrus and the Wise Men. Uh, who's in the house today? Yo, the Hawks is here. It's Trevor Murdoch here. Kev. Kevin. I, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Oh, EC3's here. All right. Oh, man. Can we talk about bad wrestling? <laughs> hey, we're going to pitch it. We're going to pitch it. We're going to get EC3 a new cell phone. We're going to get him an uh, Android. He's almost like he, though. You know what I mean? He comes in, hits a spot, then he's out. Then he comes in, <laughs> hits a spot, then he's out. I'm here for the bad wrestling. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, I had to prepare myself. All right, what are we talking about? Specifically, uh, I, I just the amount of okay, maybe someone can explain to me if somebody hits you in the head with a light bulb. Yeah, uh, you've been and, watching my old matches. Uh, no, I actually watched somebody who hit somebody in the head with six light bulbs things to like into one, like a mega thing. And guess what happened? They still kicked out. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't get it. If you get hit over the head with a light fixture, that should be it, right? Hey, this is what I learned. There's no getting it. We got to let it go. Like we talked about with bad wrestling, indie wrestling, bad schools like a couple weeks ago. It's the same thing. You got to let it go because we're never going to understand. But there is a market out there for it. It's a small market. It's never going to go mainstream like you know, the, the glitz and glamour, it's just like underground bands. It's, it's an underground thing. It's an underground scene. You know, we don't have to agree with it. it we don't have to like it. It's going to be there. Is it foolish? Right, it's stupid. I did it. I did a bunch of them in XPW in 2002. You know, I did a 450 off the Eagle's Nest in the ECW arena, you know, uh, through a table, with two, two tables with thumbtacks. And it, I'm saying, right. I'm saying, at that moment, Luke, you were very intelligent, man. You could have killed yourself, legit. Well, I was 21, dog, and I didn't have a pot to piss in. You know what I mean? I didn't have nothing. Like I was already losing in life. I didn't have nothing. So yeah. I had my, you know, like I'm trying to make my name to make. I can't. I had no way to provide for my kid, dog, or anything. And wrestling was my thing. So they threw they, this company threw me in that. And, and you know, I, I really didn't have a choice at the time. I couldn't have said no. Because if I would have said no, they would have went on with somebody else, and right. I wouldn't have got a spot. Right. So now, did your opponent? Did your opponent kick out of the four fifty off the Eagles? Right. Yeah. They won the yeah. No, no, I was actually the king of death match. I was the king of death match. You know, and I see that's that's the thing. Happened. That's the thing that bothers me is if you're gonna do that stuff, if you're gonna have this awesome monster finish, right? This you don't kick out. I guess six light bulbs weren't enough, and then she kicked out. Oh, the best yeah. the best part was they pinned her uh she pinned her like the undertaker and then she and then and then she and then she kicked out just to get I you know what I don't know what happened after that because I figured there was no point. I mean I was mad enough that I saw the ten seconds of it that I saw. Now was that a whole just the match or was that a whole show? It was just it was rolling now man. so in the NWA we have a, a lot of guys. And um and sometimes they'll like 
they'll send you stuff like, yo, check out my new promo. And, okay. Or they'll post it. And when you see, one of the things is about working for Fox or working in WWE or working for uh, media companies based in entertainment. When they post something, uh, they only post their best work. So you only post your best stuff, right? Because you're advertising yep. for your stuff. You don't post mediocre stuff, sloppy stuff, because the network won't do it. They just, they'll find, you just won't be featured that week if you don't have something that's marketable, worth. that's worth it, right? But the freedoms of the NWA, sometimes uh, guys post stuff and you're like, the footwork was horrible, uh, the fumbling was worse, and the fact that they're doing it to Purple Haze just infuriates me. You know, like, you, you're going to, if it's not good, if it's not Chris, listen, everyone everyone has mistakes in the ring. No one has the perfect match. But not being able to see it yourself, I feel like, is a problem. Speak for yourself. <laughs> it wasn't always like that. Well, that, um, you, you know what's interesting? And I think we touched upon this last week. It comes, like, with the quality of training, and we're just not seeing that. And, and you know, we, we actually really touched upon it. I remember we were speaking about Luke's school and how he does it right, how we were all trained correctly. And I think now where we are seeing – and this isn't just wrestling. It's, it's kind of like an entertainment. It's everywhere. Now. Yes. And, then like, you know, Tyrus, you see it. Uh, you know, Luke, especially, you know, in the industry, you see that a lot. It's quantity over quality in terms of like a, a lot of people think that their faces out there, the more times they get their faces out there, the better that is for their brand when sometimes that's not true at all. Yeah. And it's and it's like, uh, oh, hey, I want to be an actor. OK, what what did you go to acting school? Have you have you done theater? Have you done anything? No, I just I, I want to do it. I uh I, I remember the lines from the ending scene of Star Wars, and I, I do that in my mirror sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, you're so, on your way, kid. You got it. So many people are just told you could do anything you want to do and just take a swing. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? They could say no. You know, and that's not the case. Well, and I also think back back then, we also used to hold ourselves to a little higher standard when it came to our wrestling, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there, if there well, was somebody that was the no, back then, no, they'd, no, they'd run Trevor. them out. Trevor, Trevor, that's the thing is, is, is we didn't hold ourselves. We were held accountable by others. Nobody was allowed. So therefore, it built up our standards. It was sink or swim. You know what I mean? So we had to adapt. If you were a hard worker or not, if you wanted to last, you had to make the pass, you know, all these tests and this and that. It's not you're not put through the ranks anymore. There's no ranks to go up through. So you don't learn anything. And, and it's not, you know, and so it doesn't get taught on by anybody else. It's just a cesspool, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. So does it go? So then, do you go to the higher ranks than that? And now we're starting to have the, it's the promoters. Well, like if we I have, mean, well, be real wrestlers and wrestling promoters. Well, the Booker, well, the Booker is extinct. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's an amazing point. Because yes. when I did the championship from Hollywood, um, I got to do that show. And, you know, again, like I, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I'd never been in that position, but I was fortunate enough to be around, you know, Trevor with Holly Race. Um, you know, Luke, you were with ECW. You were around Paul Heyman. You know, we, we just had these minds. So it was kind of like, all right, well, this is what we'll try. And all of a sudden it started working and people thought that it was this big, like, epiphany when it's like, no, this is the way it is done. And, I, and what I see is 
people that can't cut it in wrestling school and cannot cut it to that standard, they simply take their ball, go home. What are you saying? They start their own and that's what they do. Well, yeah, but then that 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 goes back to the promoters that's willing to hire the hot dog and the handshake guy just because he needs a body. Look, dog, I had a girl that went to stunt school with me, right? She couldn't make it. She wasn't good at anything. I legit, she wasn't good at anything. She was a nice girl, a very sweet girl, very friendly, but she just wasn't that talented. Some people just don't have it. So the coordinator told her that after months and months of trying. And he said, look, you're just having trouble. You know, you're like, like you just, you're not getting it. Like it might not be for you. Her mom came back the next day to the guy's house and just <laughs> obliterated him, bro. This was a grown woman. This, uh, this woman was in her early 20s when this happened, bro. And the girl's mom came uh, to the guy's house and just obliterated him and told him how dare he tell you know her, her daughter that. Because he uh, gave constructive criticism. Yeah, and accountability. Because like it, criticism isn't hazing. No. And I feel like and that's, such... Now, go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say, not to mention, like, him saying, hey, you're not cut out for this, that's protecting her health. Right. right. So, yeah, no, that's all. But it's hazing. Uh, it's now everything's so filled. It, well, honesty has to take takes a backseat to feelings now. So we're, we're led by cowards now. So, uh, but I feel that I am good at this job, even though the facts say otherwise. And if you tell them, an individual, hey, Tyrus, you're just not going to make it as an astronaut. You're just physically too big to fit in the ships. But I feel like I could fit. So, <laughs> so when I, when I, even though the top NASA experts said, Tyrus, if you go on that rocket, the suit's not going to fit you right and you're going to die. But I feel like I'm going to be fine. And if you keep telling me these facts, it also means you're racist. So, you can't tell me how to feel. So even you though, yeah, you know, and then I'll get uh, in the airplane and my face will implode and then it's still their fault. So it's like there's this constant thing in this that we're seeing now where people's feelings about themselves are so distorted because of, I hate to say it, but of the social media of the worst of us, the most sensitive attention-seeking personalities are drawn to social media. And we're also seeing that trans into the one thing where they think it equates to what? What does everybody want to be now? They want to be on TV. They want to be famous. They want to be an influencer. So we get a lot of that in wrestling. We get a lot of people who decide, oh, acting wasn't working, so they're going to be a wrestler. Or their reality TV show didn't work, or their singing career didn't go a certain way so now they're gonna they're gonna play wrestler and they think they just show up and say a couple of brothers wear a fanny pack grow your stringy hair as long as you can uh rescue people from walmart and all of a sudden you are uh a booker and and this great wrestler with zero Yep, shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah, baby. Oh, um, I love the inside joke on that one. Um, come on our show and lie to me. Like you, you, uh, yeah. But uh, but that just that's the. I think that's what's bugging me is because I I think everybody in here went through their own personal hell to do this. Just like that's like if they started taking guys in the NFL who were like, well, I feel like I'm fast. I'm still going through hell. So, yeah, amen, Luke. I was gonna say, like, you know, you and I are 
same boat. But when you I have to know. work like things are going pretty good for me. I don't know about you guys. Things are going pretty good for me. I'm I'm tired, but I'm tired as hell, dog. I'm tired as hell. But we gotta keep going, right? Yep. I got a few more days, and then I get a few days off, and I I can't wait. But sink uh, or swim, I'm going to Mexico. Yeah, yeah, we heading off to Mexico like, tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying so hard to rant on this subject, but the fact I'm in a parking lot in Louisville, Kentucky, outside of Ohio Valley Wrestling with no reception is holding me back. It's what held me back last week, but I'm at a literal wrestling academy that people know that has created some of the best wrestlers on the planet. And even here, I still see the same issues, and I just want to go nuts, but I feel like I'm going to get cut off. I would just go nuts at this point. Okay. Well, first off, all right, I've been up since 5 in the morning today. I started working on this uh, program for the aspirational professional wrestler. I'm calling it, you know, the tenets of wrestling, just things I see, the things I believe, theories I've picked up, things of that nature. I wrote it actually in 2020. I'm updating it now. Like, I'm going nuts uh, like ham. I'm typing. It's 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 a thing of beauty. I'm very very proud of it. But one thing I think we forgot to mention about these aspiring wrestlers is they seek wrestling out because it's something that is not based on if you're the best. You don't win or lose. You don't live or die by the results because it's entertainment. So they think it's easier to kind of slide into this aspect that they don't have to work as hard, but they don't have to put in what's necessary. Oh, I'm going to be on the baseball team. You're not good enough. You're cut. Okay. Well, I can't play baseball. That's pretty damn smart. Yeah. Like it's able, the ability to find their way in and you can find your way in cheaply, unprofessionally, unproductively to the fact that then you therefore take over this industry and you have a voice in it that is, you know, has it has carte blanche because the internet, everybody has a voice and you are on shoes and you're claiming yourself to be this thing that we've worked our whole life to achieve perfection, which is unattainable at, but we worked so hard for so long to make this seem realistic and professional that anybody can claim they do what we do and others do at a very high level and that degrades our industry and therein lies one of the problems there's my rant not amen but good enough good job thanks guys really good but look for the tenants yeah like i'm thinking of opening a a school i have this spot that might be available in cleveland and something i've kind of wanted to do and like you know it's a headache it's a headache bro i'm telling you like it's great what if we opened a school for the really really bad though like we only (laughs) seek the absolute worst candidates yeah and like attendance is optional (laughs) you know what i'm saying like if you don't feel like doing it don't guy off the couch yeah yeah Every show, though, you get on the show because we always book the everybody gets a trophy battle. Yes, royal. it's the participation, <laughs> which is a, a literal school. match I booked. Yeah. Everyone has a belt. <laughs> Everyone has a yeah. belt. You pay your fifteen hundred dollars, you become champion. Yeah, that's on your just, first day, yeah. we'll have enough belts I mean, going around. Be, yeah, Lukey, you are you already promoted some shows. You've seen how that was, and you know, like oh, what a nightmare! It it's a it's a god awful <laughs> nightmare, and the same and thing with think, the school. Yeah, like if it wasn't for the the application of this building and this property to be able to kind of 
pull it off without a lot of overhead, I would not be doing it. No way. I was just going to say, we got to realize, hopefully you do realize that if you're opening a school at some point, you got to run some shows more because you got to have a place for those guys to work. And guess who else is going to be booked? I don't know. Tyrus, uh, the yeah. NBA's world heavyweight champion. We might have a little bit of Aaron. We might have a little bit of Lukey Hawks. I might have a Hoss fight with Trevor Murdoch. Who knows? Maybe I'll even bust out Kevin Kylie one more time and whip his ass again. Maybe I will. <laughs> I would love it. You would hate to draw a money, wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, I say do it because he's still passionate. I can hear the fire in his belly, bro. Yeah. I, I no, good, but let's let's not right, lose bro. sight of this idea of this wrestling school for the really bad. I think uh I think we I think it would be awesome because here's the best part. No one there would ever think they were actually bad. So no. that would just be our opinion. So there would be theory. no teaching oh. at all. We would just be in the ring and be like, see what you got. And oh, yeah. that's what it. That's money. <laughs> oh, no, God, you got to be a little technical. You got to leave no, 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 no. Let him play a video game. No, we'll suggest We'll suggest things like headlocks and stuff, but uh, I'd like everyone to work on their super kick, uh, <laughs> their plancha to the floor. Listen. Uh, and, of course, telling the crowd to shut the up because shut that's up. how you get heat. <laughs> today's <laughs> lesson Today's lesson is you're going to walk into the ring, you're going to stand on the second rope, and you're going to put your hands up yep. and go, yeah. Yeah. As fast as you can. Don't let anyone else see it. As fast as you can. We could do something with this. Yeah. It's a web series. Oh, which we definitely can. Yeah. I mean, and literally uh, every day uh, somebody graduates. Like you, yeah. you, you pay your, uh, you pay your, uh, your five thousand, uh, and you could literally graduate to TV at any time. Yes. We know a guy. Uh, we can get you a dark match on any NWA Power episode. We can get you a dark match, or you can work Trevor. Uh, uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Especially uh, if you're seven foot four. Yeah. yeah make sure you're seven four. Experience is not necessary. All you need to do if you, you need to have social media, uh, at least three or four posts of pictures of food. Uh, your relationship must be complicated. And uh, hey, man, what's going on at Luke's house? I'm gonna call it. Everybody. Oh, Dude, I'm at the bank. I, I'm at the bank. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. What bank are you at? God damn! You robbing it from deep? Are you like a man movie? Is it getting robbed by Val Kilmer? Somebody gotta yeah. say something. Hey, yeah. Luke, is that the bank you went to? No, no, it's a different one. But uh, I'm walking out. Yeah. It's hard being good. It's hard being good looking. I'm just gonna say that. I know that. That's uh, actually not. I prefer not to be. I go out of my way to look less attractive <laughs> these days. I just don't care. I, I'm just tired. I was in the gym today, and uh, I, I just finished working out. And some some guy walked by me. And he was about the size of my leg, and he had a death row shirt on. And I just stopped. I said, "For real?" And he was like, <laughs> he just like shrugged his shoulders, like, "Yep." I was like, "All right, man." Never you can get him at Walmart now. Yeah, death death row. It's it's the new polo. So, Dude, I think it's kind of ad nauseum. But anytime like you know, music snobs see somebody in a band they like shirt, it's usually name three songs. 
Like you see the ACDC shirt and you see a 14 year old girl wearing it because it matches her yeah. yoga pants. Name yeah. three songs. Yeah, and they think it's a battery. Oh, oh like, yeah. I, yeah. Here, here's what happened. This was about two months ago. I was at a store and, and a guy had an Iron Maiden shirt on. And I'm hell like, yeah. guy, hell yeah. I go, dude, sweet shirt. Awesome. He goes, oh, no, I never listened to him. And I just <laughs> looked at him. I said, hey, did it ever occur to you that they may suck? Which they don't. <laughs> but, like, which they don't. But, like, I mean, you know, I'm not going to wear a Primus shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with much more after this. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Hey, so y'all got to tell me this because I didn't know how loud it was in the bank. I can't hear myself. I have ear earphones in and I don't hear it. So uh, what, what did it sound like in there? Because everybody like someone was having a it's, divorce or someone was about to get yeah. robbed. Yeah. It sounded like your wife was throwing pots and pans at you while you gallivanted around yeah. the living room. Oh, buck me. That's yeah. what I thought. You were like sitting in the kitchen and you had heat with the wife. Yeah. No. Nah, I'm safe. Thank, thanks for looking out for me, fellas. I appreciate that. That's what brothers do. No, nah, we just want to hung up to be been like, we gotta go. <laughs> You'll be good, bro. Like one thing, uh, yeah, you don't, you never, ju- never interfere because you're just gonna get shot. Friendly fire. Yep. Oh, man, I just, man. I, yeah, we gotta Wrestling stick with this. School. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, and it's. Well, like, did you talk to this person? Because obviously, you said somebody came up to you and showed, or you saw some of their stuff. Did you talk to them? No, I felt that at this no. point, all I could say was, I just said, "You're on your way, man." Like that's ah, the yeah. right there. That's like keep doing what you're hey, doing, kid. Hey, I'm gonna steal that. If you're not careful. So it's just, <laughs> you killing it. That's my new mantra. When those individuals come up to you for attention, you just tell them that they are amazing. Just blew my mind. And then I will call people yeah. over, be like, EC3, have you seen this? Oh, hell yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. Like, look at that. Yeah, bro. Remember, you sent it to me. Yeah. Like, you said, look at this. And I said, wow, that's really good. You know, um, I think I sent you guys one today. Uh, that I was uh, like, I was like, yeah. oh my God. I, you I was me like seven of one today. No. Yeah. So what happened was, is that I was <laughs> my phone, I, I guess, because I had, still have an iPhone seven, uh, the update like tries to force me to get rid of my phone and I refuse. 
and uh, I like it's everything slow, so I get frustrated, right? And I was like, and it kept playing it over and over again, and just I love the fact that uh, the word broski, uh, brewski was used. It's like I, I just you and I was like, you guys got to see this, like it's it's. It actually, I give him an A for an effort. At yeah, least he's trying. Yeah, but it's but like, he doesn't. He ain't gonna want the truth. No, nobody does. But don't post things. That's I guess that's my thing. Before I post anything, I, if I if I'm a little worried about how it's gonna come off, or if I'm gonna post a joke or, or whatever, I'll go to my friends. I'll be like, hey, I'm about to. What do you think of this? You know. But usually, you can tell by looking. You know what? It really wasn't that funny. It seemed funny at the time. Or sometimes on TV, what you think is real funny, and then you watch it back, and the crowd reaction isn't as big as you thought it was. So you maybe that's not the highlight you show that week. So, but those are those are challenging yourself with real uh, parameters and boundaries, you know. Because if you put everything you put on, you know, like oh, I'm a one take guy, but then they're they're not, you know. And uh, right. Speaking of one take guy. Chris Adonis was running his mouth on social media this week. Uh, I don't usually like when I when I wrestled uh, Trevor. I was excited about the challenge. I was excited uh, to go against someone I consider a peer, and like you know, is is a tough mother. So it's like all kinds of fun things were there, right? Uh, Matt Cardona, the, the history with him was was. It's like you're up for the challenge. I generally want to beat Adonis up. Like I really just want to beat him up because he's carrying himself off like he's the savior of the internet. So I always just say, how about a few words? Just a few words, bro. Like just tell us how you feel. Uh and of course, we'll we'll never hear the end of it. And then he's got um what's his name? Uh was it Van Vliet? Chris Van Vliet. That's his his oh, yeah. his new cheerleader. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, he's going to save the internet from evil Tyrus. So the, the, he is the answer for the 1,200 angry wrestling fans that he's going to be their hero. But I, I generally am looking forward to beating him up. And uh, and I can't wait to he's hear his next words. He's just trying to poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, he just picked the wrong week. I got, I got six. I got, like I said, I'm, I'm always going to be a – I think this is my own fault. I'm always going to be a wrestling fan. So – and when you watch the old stuff, and uh, when I was doing cardio today, I was on the bike for an hour today, God, and I, I so took a, I took a picture. I have evidence, and um, I was watching the the ending of the Mega Powers, and I was like, oh, man, oh. Slick was so good. Like I didn't, you get so caught up in the Hogan and the Savage part of it, but Slick was just his. Timing and, and like, because Bobby the Brain Heenan was the guy. He was the manager. But, like, yes. Slick stepping in for uh, classy Freddie Blassie, that's a huge, huge shoe to fill. Or even try to half fill, right? Because classy Freddie Blassie was, if anyone doesn't know who he is, uh, look him up. He was the, he was the, ori- he could, he could, he was the Don Rickles of wrestling. Like, uh, yep. he, he'd call you every yep. name in the book. And, uh, pencil neck geek. Yeah. I mean, he had something for everything. Like, he was just extraordinary. <laughs> but, um, Slick man with big boss man and Akeem, like he made them legit where you could have been like it could have gone goofy, you know, with the character stuff. But they were never even honky tonk, man. Like when you look back at it, he was vicious once the bell rang. So it was like you had the you had the gimmicky part of it 
which was everyone had to have a gimmick back then. And uh, that's what the WWF at the time was going for. But, man, Slick's promos were, like, next level. I know Aaron's always been a fan of his, but, like, so then you're seeing Slick go out there and, like, tell a story. And here's the deal. Every time Akeem and Bossman got in the ring with Hogan, they lost. But then they would beat the hell out of him afterwards, and then Slick would get on the mic with Mean Gene Okerlund and drop something on you, and you forgot about it and couldn't wait to see him fight again. Yep. Like, yep. that was the brilliance of it. Like, Slick, Classic I don't know. Classic getting your heat back. He got all his heat. Like, he did it every Is week. Is he still alive? Slick? Yeah. Yes. Look, yes, he's actually a pastor of a church right here in Louisville, Kentucky, which, by the way, E, hit me up after the show. We can grab something to eat if you want. Um, we should have him on the show. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yeah, uh, we you should reach what? out to him. I will him. actually reach out. Or yeah. if you want to, yeah, you want to. No, 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 no. You go ahead because I don't have his connects. Uh, last time I saw him was when we were in Louisville together. When we wow. were uh, we were tagged for that one night. And I I, uh, I, I seen him. I spent some time with him. He won't remember me, but it was. Uh, don't be surprised. In 2006. There was this cow palace disaster that happened, and uh, he was there, and, and uh, Bush Reed, every, everybody was there. It, it was like a big MMA wrestling convention at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, and uh, the promoter skipped town on everybody, and it was massive. Oh, I heard about this. And, uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brutal. But, dude, uh, I, I, I watched Don Frock down the door, get punched in the eye, and get, get sucker punched by uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's uh, bodyguard. Uh, it was. It was the whole thing was just a show. Wow! I wrestled Al Snow and Blue Meanie on it. <laughs> Damn! No, that's uh. That, but, but say what? Oh, can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. There was a weird connection. Um. Oh, there we go. Um. What? What was your initial when you met Slick? Initial reaction when you first met Slick? Because I'm interested to see if it was the same one I had. Oh, I was in awe. I, I don't. I don't remember Holy to be shit. honest. Because because there's there was so much that went down that weekend. You know, and uh, I knew. I mean, him and him and Butch were really pissed about getting paid, because uh, not getting paid, obviously. So, uh, but there was so much that was going on. That ain't a good like, way to go. Nah, and then uh, like we were on a bus, bro, and Sandman lights up a cigarette on the bus, right? Like a, mm-hmm. as we're going back to the hotel, mm-hmm. and Don Fry mm-hmm. like just open face palms him, bro, and grabs his whole face and rips the cigarette out his mouth, and. Uh, Says don't f- smoke on a bus, bro. It, it was the whole thing was just like a a bunch of old school drunk tough motherfuckers, you know, just in a pissed off mood. Uh, I mean, my, I was say, when I met him, my initial instinct was holy, f- he's like six five. Yeah, like, he's I tall. No you idea. didn't realize how tall he was. Real yeah. tall. Yeah. yeah, real and tall. And that's like as a manager, I try like I, I try to be the hybrid between Slick and Bobby Heenan because in my opinion. They're the two best, or two of the best, to ever do it. Oh, by far, no one bumped better than Bobby. Uh, Bobby's the no, best man, bumping manager about- ever. Oh, yeah. On I mean, that, on that uh, Saturday Night Lights, uh, Saturday Night Main Event, I was watching him and the Red Rooster, and Bobby had the mic on. He was mic'd up to give, showing him give instructions, but of course, he was just browbeating uh, Terry Taylor, which is like Terry Taylor was a legend in the Southern promotion. So to come on to be brought into WWE as the Red Rooster. Um, and uh, like him and Jesse, the body are like, look, he's limited. He's slow. And he's like, I'm not that slow. I'm not that limited, you know, and like burying him. Uh, but you know, of course, what you know, was Bobby, that all about? uh, Bobby anybody could make, turn anybody story? into a star. Uh, and, but it turned out, uh, and then of course, the red rooster kicked the holy living out of him after he cost him his match against Tito Santana. But to, back to that point, like when, and S- slick was ready to go, he was ready to manage me and Aaron that night in Louisville. Like he, 
like oh, as yeah. soon as he started, like Jive Soul, bro, we were like, uh, if I would have been in Dude. a different place as far as like heat uh, with the company at the time, I think we probably would have got that a uh, okay. But at that point, they were like, anytime I said anything, they were, you know, it was just, you know, my attitude sucks. So when I asked for something extra, they'd be like, bro, you don't even smile. So, of course, the answer is no. But, Actually, you just gave me an idea. So, yeah, Slick can still go. Uh, yeah, and you know what? We still wrestle. Yeah. So yep. I'm just putting it out there. I mean, that that's – I think he would, I mean, again, add to anything – and um, and, and like, that's the thing where, like, where are the true managers nowadays? I know MVP's doing his thing, and I, I think he's doing it really good. But he's, like, really one of the only, like, true managers I can think of. Of uh, You know what I mean? Kind of. I know AEW out. has a lot of seconds and stuff. But as far as, like, managers, managers, I kind of would agree with you with that. There's a difference between just being out there uh, and being a manager. Uh, I think Jeezy does a really good job. But when yeah. like Bobby Heenan yeah. was the he's manager, doing great, buddy. You could be a, a no name, and when Bobby walked you down, you were already over. Oh, as, Brooklyn as Brawler, all day, like yes. all day. Yep, Brooklyn Brawler. Yep. Just, you know, he's on Brother Love because the, the because they knew the business, they knew how to work yeah. the crowd. Their time in the ring was up, or maybe it didn't work because Slick was so skinny. <clears throat> but once he got on that microphone, you want, and then you yep. live to see. Here's what. And here's what a lot of guys who want to be managers, but they're so smart to the business, is they have to want you to get your ass kicked. So you'll see guys that will want to get grabbed to be powerbombed and then jump out of the ring at the last minute, and the crowd doesn't give a because, um, well, they don't. you have done nothing for them to dislike you or want to see something happen to you. You know, and uh, they don't know the art of getting heat. Bobby Heenan had so much heat, and Slick had so much heat. Even Hogan just grabbing one of them, the place would go nuts. And most of the time, you didn't get the payoff. And then eventually you did, and when you did, Bobby Heenan ended up doing a flip bump for you. Because Bobby Heenan doesn't get enough credit. He doesn't get enough credit because he was a really good worker. Like, if you look at his stuff, I mean, I think AWA is when he really started falling into the the managing thing. I think it was with Nick Bockwinkle, maybe. Uh, could have been a little earlier with that, but he kind of like, but before that, man, he was just a worker. He could go. He was always, he was always a top heel. Um, but when he got into the, the managing business, he just got heat and, uh, the WWF went out and snatched up all the managers because you had Jimmy Hart was another one who doesn't get enough. It's like, they're so great at the same time. It's like you, anybody with Jimmy Hart, instant heat, instant heat. Yep. Uh, hey, anybody? I gotta, I gotta say though, Jesus, great too. Like y'all said, he's great. He, I hope he gets to shine, bro, because he's worked so hard, and you know he's current, he's relevant. You, you talk about all the greats, and but you nailed it with Jesus, bro. I've watched that dude work hard to get to where he is, and he's always at the right place when he needs to be, the right time. Bro, he don't get enough credit for how good he is right now. One of the biggest pops. <laughs> of uh, Trevor and I match was the Jeezy spot in the beginning. <laughs> yep. And and it and he took a he took an absolute beating. Uh but and, and when we talked about it it was like, yeah, yeah, whatever you guys I do, like, like, there, I no like there was no what about me? Can I get this in? He was like, yeah, I'll do whatever you guys what we whatever we need for this match. But see, that's the attitude that's missing nowadays. Like what we were talking about before on the podcast, right? And this is and again, if I'm cutting anyone off, please stop me. But the frustrating thing is, is like, okay, we understand that. And Jeezy, who, like Luke said, his, has come up the right way, been dealing with all the bullshit. And now he's at a point where he's like, okay, this is a big stage. I'm going to do it. And that got me. When, when that happened in y'all's match, 
I jumped out of my seat. And, you know, to, to get one of us to react like that, you know, you know, it works. Because, and, and if you listen to the crowd and you watch the crowd, when that happened, everyone's interest, like the whole vibe in the room, it changed. They thought was it was over. Yep. Yes. They were like, whoa, wait a minute. And you know what? Like for all the people that were like naysayers about that, that match, and I will never forget it. And I, I said this to both of you, there wasn't one thing on the internet for, for the whole 1200 right. that they could say because there wasn't to say. You, you tell that, a story I mean, that's the key, but that comes from paying attention and listening to the guys and not being afraid to say, hey, what do you what do you think of this spot? And your buddy saying, I don't like it. You know, like, ah, I don't I don't see it. It's not the you have to be able to you don't get to that point uh, over time. You get to that point by developing over time. It's not like, you know, guys like I've been in this business uh, 10 years. How many matches? 17. 10 years, 10 matches. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, because the Fed didn't, you know, the Fed, the Fed. No, they didn't. Like, uh, and it, with the thing is, like, obviously there's a great market in indie wrestling and there's great wrestlers because wrestlers come from one or two places. They come from the indies or they're, or they're homegrown. Uh, so there's a lot of paths to get to the WWE or to the AEW or NWA or New Japan or, or wherever it is, or even uh, just building your brand, uh, kind of like the Young Bucks did, to where uh, they just, wherever they went, they just continued to grow. Um, and they, their fan base went with them, which is rare because a lot of times fan bases tend to stay in their territories. Like when you leave the WWE, to go somewhere else, they're still going to tune into the WWE next week. You know, they might miss you, but they're not going to. The WWE is the star. The universe is the star. They're part of the show. So that's the one thing that uh, Vince McMahon did create, that the story, the show became bigger than the star. So you wouldn't have to worry about a guy like Lex Luger showing up the next night on the other show and it hurting business because now it was, yep. you know, and I think that's had a lot to do with it, you know. He played the business end of it and, yeah. You know, protecting his business. I can't fault the guy. It just happened to screw over a lot of wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, a lot less money to be made. You you keep four fat. <laughs> right. You keep four fat, and the rest are crabs in the bucket. But you yep. know, that, that that ain't no different than the record labels and nope. And, and, and NFL, that, NBA, know? same thing. For every guy that's got a hundred and ten million dollar guaranteed contract, there is at least the, the rest of there's at least six guys on his team that are on a non guaranteed. Uh, can be cut at any time, ten day contract. So uh, it's it's the way it is. You choose to do it or you choose not to. Because here's the thing: this is what blows my mind when I when I hear people uh, who don't really have both feet in it complaining about the pay or the work or the travel. And it's like you don't have to do this. You realize that entertainment is extra. It's not a necessity job. The world would be fine without you in your presence. Get a real job to pay your bills. Wanting, because uh, the entertainment aspect they think is an easier way to get, make more money and do less work. They don't realize how much you have to put into this to be successful at it, which every other part of your life suffers, period. Yep. There's no, there, if, you're, if you just don't show up, you know, you make videos in the morning on your YouTube, you're not an entertainer. You're not. Uh, and for, like I said, for the select few, the, the Jake Pauls of the world and those have been able to turn careers uh, mega careers out of YouTube. There is literally millions of people who tried to be like them and have failed miserably. Uh, so, you know, and we saw eventually what ends up happening. You end up getting well, in the ring with a boxer and what do you land 40 punches in eight rounds. 
What do you think is going to happen if they ban TikTok like they're talking about right now? Uh, I don't. Uh, again, the attention seekers <laughs> will find a way. I think it would help them. Uh, I don't see the. I don't see the necessity of of TikTok, but I also don't see the necessity of of uh, Facebook and all those things. But again, I'm older. I, I'm wis- I have wisdom now. But uh, for more podcasts like this, uh, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. I am depressed. No, we'll be good. Just got to get through Mexico. We just got to get through Mexico. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yep. At least it's not Australia. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Get to Mexico. Come. Why is everybody so excited about it? I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to see you sucking win, boy. That's why I'm excited. Because he's an uh, ass. So the yeah. elevation. <laughs> the elevation. If you've never wrestled. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. It will, it will remind you real quick. My advice is grab a right hold. Out, man. Figure it out. I can't wait. Hey, I'll be watching y'all. I can't wait. And you can wait, see it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, another product, Aaron. Is it, yeah. Um, this is televised. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. <laughs> All right. Here we go. All right, fellas. Spanish boys. <laughs> yeah. To the hotel, to the ring and back. That's my move. Uh huh. Yep. Uh, Scion's like, hey, are we going to go see the pyramids? You go right ahead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm in and out. <laughs> yep. Break bread and play dead. And speaking of that, yeah. all right, fellas, mm-hmm. till next week, I'll holler at you. Enough said. Listen ad free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad free on the Amazon Music app. Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.